0: I think, I think google also says that i don't, like i'm a 27 million dollar bullfighter or something and uh I, I if that's true I, i'm ready for them to to ante up <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Luke Brand Quino Show. My next guest, Cody Webster, is
0: joining me today
1: on the show. Cody, thanks for joining us.
0: And Luke, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. And I'm glad it finally kind of worked out. It <laughs> seems like I've been running you through the ringer trying to dodge you, but uh, it's I mean, I guess it just comes second nature. It's uh it's just part of part <laughs> of everyday life. If you're on a fighting bull ranch, if you're fighting bulls in the arena dodging animals i've been dodging you
1: well i'm I'm glad to finally have you on and i know there's so much going on out there for you but finally got you nailed down
0: man it it is it's it is a lot you know it's it's you gotta kind of guess to stay everything turned on 24 7 you know for not just the 10 days of the finals but you know for the four or five days prior to that you're trying to get you know your your next year's contracts re-signed you're trying to uh just the, more the business side of everything you know but it it's something that has to yeah. be done and, and at the end of the day you know this is our living and what we do so uh i guess when it just comes and goes you got to take it as it is and uh it's just like them bulls you know it's just something you got to deal with and just getting there to make the best of it but it is it is very very strenuous in vegas and i'm sorry man i turned down your show but <laughs> it's uh
1: i'm looking down through, i'm like holy crap he was a punter for the Purdue Boilermakers. Boiler yeah.
0: yeah, the Boilermakers. Uh, oh, yeah. The,
1: yeah. Uh, do you get that a lot? I mean, I was going to introduce you as the former NFL – or former football player. Yeah,
0: no, it, it's funny. You know, like we've, we've got – we host my, my Cody Webster's Bull Schools, which are right here at the ranch, where we bring in uh, students from worldwide. You know, we've had kids from Australia, Mexico – brazil canada uh you know to to have people coming in and and a lot of them the first thing they say is like man like you're you're a football player you used to play football and i'm like (laughs) well i guess if the internet says it it's true but uh no i'm i'm far from you know i played a little bit of high school football uh for a few years there but man i was by the time i was 15 years old uh you know, I was already catching flights, sneaking out of class and and making my way to the airport and, and catching flights, going to freestyle bullfights. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I it was hard to kind of, I guess, balance both, you know, and, and the coach oh, yeah. pulled me to the side and he said, man, you're gonna have to make a decision. I need you on Friday nights. And, you know, if you're gonna be a bullfighter, then be a bullfighter. But if you're gonna play football, I've got to have you on Friday nights. And, you know, you need to make a decision. I said, man, with all due respect, here's my helmet, you know? And, uh, right. I've, I've never looked back, you know, it's something that literally 15 years old, just, uh, catching a flight going across the country and, and going to bullfights and winning money. And, uh, it's something that I really hope one day I can tell my whole story, but it's, it's pretty wild.
1: Well, that's, I was on the phone with Matt
0: West. He's like, I need to introduce him as that. I like I said I dropped the ball on that, but you're right. I think I think Google also says that I don't, like I'm a 27 million dollar bullfighter or something. And uh, I, you're I, not. If that's true, I, I'm ready for them to to ante up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Three time rodeo Salinas freestyle bullfighting champion. That is one that I've always enjoyed. Being California was my my hometown, and or Dayton got to watch. That and got you win those, which was pretty cool. Um, I mean, so many things here PBR bullfighter, world finals bullfighter, uh, velocity tour better again, 12 times PRCA bullfighter nominee. Uh, and a lot of people don't even understand what it takes to be a bullfighter,
0: right? So, right. yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy to think about it, you know, because it, you know, rolling into Las Vegas last year, you know, it was my, uh, you know, my 11th NFR. It's, uh, to to me, it's just a number, you know, like it, I mean, I don't know, like you think about some of the pain that's been caused in that arena, then like you, it, it kind of starts making sense, you know, the trips that you have made, but overall on a full scale of things, I mean, a guy, uh, you know, you don't go in there thinking, think, well, this is number 10, this is number 11. Like it still literally feels like one of the very first times I've got to walk into that arena, you know, and it's uh, ring savvy uh, emotions Things that has changed over the years is definitely is what I felt more than anything. Other than, it just doesn't feel like eleven times, you know. And and same way with the PBR, you know, it it I, I stepped in there, went to the World Finals in twenty fourteen, you know, to have the the very best guys select me to go into there. Uh, you know, I'd went to the NFR in twenty thirteen for my first trip, so I kind of had an idea of what was coming, but then. We jumped into the PBR finals, and it's just—it's a completely different atmosphere. It's a completely there's no way to compare it. The only thing the same is guys are getting on bulls, but there's no comparison of anything or anywhere else, you know. So it's—it was another eye opener, but at the same time, man, it's—it's been a really blessed career. I've—I've got to maintain a relationship with both pro rodeo and professional bull riding, and to maintain that not just for a couple times but going on 11 years now uh it's been something really really special but also you know there's, there's lots of heartaches there's lots of pain misery uh broke bones surgeries that has went into this and uh everybody kind of on the outside looks at you know well this is cody webster and he's getting to he just gets to go live this wonderful life you know, but. They don't see the the hard days they don't see the gym time the the live cattle right. are fighting here at the ranch. They don't see the the travel grind uh you know literally this summer, I got busted up pretty bad at Cheyenne and broke a bunch yeah, of ribs uh tore some muscles in my back and bruised my lung it uh you know, I didn't go to sleep for three days it was, and you know maybe I should have listened to Ashley, my wife and Maybe I should have took some a little bit of pain medication to kind of be able to at least get some rest, you know. But it literally was up for three days because it just hurt yeah. so bad. But to me, you know, if if you're weak-minded and, you know, any time a guy gets hurt and you just go to taking some pain medicine, then for one, I think it lowers your tolerance. But for two, I know the next time that pain comes around, a guy's, you know, you're not going to be able to handle it. And right, right. To have to have that many broken ribs, five broken ribs, and, and the damage it was done. I still got up and, and finished the rodeo. Uh, Went to work at Cheyenne, you know. And it was only one more bull. Josh Ross was last to go. It was second to last when me and Tristan got in that wreck with that bull. But you know, it, it's just something that. And I told Ash, I said, you know, it. If I take this, and then yeah, I might be able to rest for these couple of days. But at the same time, if it happens again next year, who knows if I can get through that turf, You know.
1: And, uh, right.
0: I'm I'm a firm believer that, you know, I've, I was brought up and raised by Frank Newsome uh, to me as the toughest man to ever be in the game, the best bullfighter to ever be in the game. To me, he is the goat. You know, he is the best to, right. to ever put on the cleats and to see the pain <laughs> that that guy went through, you know, literally mornings that I was helping him get out of bed. And, and get our day started to try to get through the performance at night, you know, I think has really bled over into my career. And, uh, you know, it's just something that it, it ain't for the weak-hearted, you know. You've got to really no. love what you do. And, and the same way with you steer wrestling all those years. Yeah. You know, you've got broke ribs. You've got torn ligaments, yeah. knees, whatever, you know, comes with the, comes with the sport. But, you yeah. know, if we set out every time we're sore, then we ain't going to make a living.
1: No, no. when you you brought something up earlier, you know, it's not the number 11 times, 12 times, 13, 14 for the NFR for me. If it was ever about the numbers, like this is my 14th trip, whatever, I knew that it'd be time to quit. You yeah. know, it's every time I went into that arena, whether it was the first time or the last time, I had the same nerves every year oh, I went yeah. in there. It was, you know, that, that energy, that excitement, that – and really that's uh, – Fear, I guess, not and, and not a fear that wants you to not do it, but just the fear of like, oh shit, what if I forget what I'm doing? I've every year I made the national finals. The night before, I thought I'd I'd wake up in the middle of the night and go, what if I forget how to steer wrestle? You know, just those type of emotions that I think really drove me to always wanting to go back. Not the numbers, not anything other than just the the excitement, the joy, the fear, the like I said, so many emotions that come with that.
0: Right. Right. And I mean, I think for me, it's, uh, it's the competition, you know, uh, yeah. When I'm there protecting guys and doing my job, I mean, it's my job, but the competition of it is the fact that who can get run over, who can be busted up and who can still show up and put their cleats on and do their job. That to me, that's what makes it. And and I thrive off that, you know, I really feel like, uh, sore i am or the more busted up i am the more it just takes you to that zone and you just dial it in and you freaking go to work you know and, and it's something that not everybody's got but at the same time right. i think that's what separates you know your your the men from the boys the men from the boys hundred percent, because it yeah. at, at all all costs you know throughout the entire season you know and something that you know that it gets overlooked and, you know, like talking to, to Dusty, you know, Nathan Hart, uh, you know, like it, it, you know, it, it's one thing to show up and do your job on a weekend kind of basis or, you know, maybe you're fighting bulls at a couple rodeos or bull ridings a month. But it's another thing, like literally, I think last year I did 186 performances. So that's, Holy crap! that's fighting bulls every other day uh, of the entire year that's not right. counting the workouts. It's not counting the, the live cattle here at home or the conditioning right. or anything. That's literally performance base in the arena at a hired position to do your job. And I don't care who you are for one, it wears on you. It wears on you mentally. It's physically wearing on you, but man, it, it it's one of them it, things, you know, when you, when you finally break out into that level and you're, you're that busy and you're going that hard. Uh, it almost just kind of becomes a a. I don't really know how to explain it, Luke. I mean, to me, it's just it, yeah. it's just what we do, you know.
1: Yeah, hundred no, percent. But what was what's impressive for me, which I've lived it, and anybody at our level has lived it. But I was at the PBR teams finals where you, you hurt your ankle, yeah, and like it out, you know. Yeah, and you had like they. Took you back to the locker room, taped up your ankle, taped up around your cleat. So I mean, one, it's hard to move, but how we are able to, and you more so than me, when it's when it's time to go, you block all that shit out. You
0: you got that it. stuff's
1: out of sight, out of mind. Now you're gonna be sore and hurt after the competition, but, but that it matter. takes a special that that, No, that, that, it that, don't That's your
0: job. That's what you're there to do. Yeah. And 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 every guy that nods his head has the the same amount of he should get your very best, and whether right. you're hurt or not hurt, like that. it don't matter. Like nobody cares. Uh, your mom doesn't even care. You know, like <laughs> it's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. So, like it, it's a it's a hard deal, man. And and it it is something that I try to pass on at these schools and and try to, you know, all the young guys are coming up and, and going. You know, like it's something that to me is. That that animal has to be inside you, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you've got to have somebody tell you, too, that, hey, man, this is what you signed up for, you know? I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I was a Frank Newsome all them years, you know? Like it, it, it he, His favorite saying is, if you don't mind it, it don't matter. And if you don't mind the pain, the pain don't matter, you know? And that right. can be for eight seconds, that can be for uh you know a rodeo performance or that can be at a pbr bull riding for three hours you know whatever you're signed up for uh you're gonna go do your job And if you can't do your job you better stay at home
1: well and that's it because if you don't do your job or you can't there's always gonna be somebody willing to do that and then i'm with you all the schools that i do i try to tell these kids i said if you're gonna do this it's 110 percent it's not 50% one day, 100% one day, 80%. It is hundred 110% seven days a week, 24 hours a day if you want to be the very best. Now, if you don't want to be the very best, why are you even here? Yeah, why, because why, that's why what are we're you here doing to it? Brand. And if
0: you want to go be a weekend warrior, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that, that's your decision. But I'm telling you right now to be at the very top of the game, to get there and stay there, there's going to be some really, really challenging days. And if a guy ain't ready for that, then – you you might as well just go get another career started because it's something yeah. that uh, you have to love this. This, this isn't something yeah. you can be doing for the money. It, it isn't something that you can uh, be trying to do it for somebody else because no matter how much money I make or the accolades that I get or the events I get to go to, at some point there is enough pain, there is enough uh, abuse there that – you you really have to dig down deep and, and decide if you want to do this, you know. And and this weekend, well, I, I went to Houston, Texas, Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, Thursday night, I got food poisoning. Uh, oh, me and Austin struck out and took off to go to Houston. We drove down there, and uh, I literally made it 15 minutes. I said, man, you're going to have to drive, dude. I said, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't make it. Like, I'm, you're going to have to drive the whole way. And I literally got in the passenger seat dry heaving, trying try not to throw up and and we made it down there drug my bag into the coliseum put my clothes on and just went to sports medicine to get my ankles taped and i literally just laid down on the table thought i was gonna die uh bullfighting did not sound fun at all but again it's your job it's what you got to do and uh 20 minutes before the performance the the medics give me an iv bag which kind of kind of helped a little bit uh, later on through the show Uh, Saturday morning, as soon as I woke up, I got on the phone, I went to calling them those companies that'll come to your, your room or wherever you're at to to give you another IV. got a second IV that morning with a bunch of vitamins and minerals. And, and, you know, Saturday night, I felt pretty good and had a great performance. You know, we, we really kept some guys safe, but again, uh, when you're, when you're rolling in, you know, I've been fighting bulls, I know at least 21 years, if not 22 this year. and. That that new wears off, you know it the 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 hype of it, and it's and it's literally you got to dig down deep and and love what you do and uh, to grind, yeah, man. And it, and, it, and the grind is something that I enjoy.
1: Well, and you know you said something earlier about um, build your character. To me, it wasn't the successes for me. The successes that made me who I am. It was the defeats and the losses because anybody can be successful to a certain level, but it's the people that don't know how to handle the losses or the defeats that that really can drag them down. And especially in, in, you know, bullfighting your, your guys' deal, you can get mucked out and be like, eh, I don't, this, this, this doesn't seem very fun. Now you got to be able to get over that loss and that'll help build your character to, well, to what you are. Today.
0: Every year, Luke, there, there's guys that come in that, man, that, Just come in they come to my camp or we'll see them at a camp and the next thing you know they're just lighting up the world you know i mean they're they're winning they're winning they're winning they're kicking ass and things is just going great for them until they get that first really really bad hooking you know and and i'm not talking about a hooking that just kind of knocks you down and maybe hurt or maybe broke some ribs but literally a bull getting on top of you and hooking you to the point where you're going, man, he's going to have to go eat at some point. He's going to have to go get a drink of water. (laughs) You know? And like when them guys, when them young guys coming up finally get that dose of reality. Right. I don't know the percentage, but I would say at least 65%, if not 75% decide, man, this ain't what I want to do.
1: Here on the Luke Branquino show, we like to throw a little rodeo trivia around. So we're going to... Ask the question and you guys put the answers in the comments. See if you get it right. In the rough stock events with horses, what is the purpose of the flank strap? To hear the answer, you're going to have to stay tuned. Keep watching the show because I will answer it a little bit later.
0: Even, even after having a, a full year of winning, putting money in the bank, living this life, getting to travel, do the things, fear is a real deal. And fear is something yeah. that you've got to learn how to deal with. Uh, especially fighting bulls and, and in the freestyle part of things. And, you know, you, you see a lot of guys that, that come through the bull fights and then you see guys that just do cowboy protection. Uh, they both had the same outcome. You're, it's pretty fun until you get – you know, I, I really like the old schoolers. They say, you know, it, they said that there's an interview with Dale, Dale Earnhardt. They said, man, that, that Dale Jr. sure does drive good, dude. He sure is he's ruthless out there he's just going for it and and i think in that interview dale said yeah but he ain't hit that wall yet right you know crash into that wall a time or two probably probably puts things in perspective and really you know in the same way with us until you get that really good hooking or you really get that that first big injury and you've got to go through therapy and surgeries to get back you know that's when you really find out who the men are and uh I, I don't like I said I don't know the percentages but I would say probably 75 percent will have that very first really great year and then they just drop off or completely quit because uh again money fame uh all that doesn't mean nothing when you're laying underneath the fighting bull you know <laughs> <laughs> no, that bull don't care he don't need your somebody to come save your life and that's when you get up. That That's when you decide if, if you're going to be in this game and if you want to want to go be the best. And uh, I yeah. think that ultimately changes everything.
1: Yeah. Well, I know you, you guys have done a lot with, with the fighting bulls, and, and you guys go down to Fort Worth, what, every Sunday is. And that's for Luke Coffins. That's not BFO. That's just freestyle, right?
0: It, it's the ultimate bullfighters. It's, a, it's right. another organization that we're a part of. And, uh, man, it's neat. You know, like we're, we're sending – fighting bulls i originally started out just wanting to have enough stock to do just my schools here at the ranch Mm -hmm. by any way shape or form did i want to be a stock contractor but it kind of it's always been in my blood i've always you know from the time i was you know 15 on you know i always had a cow or two hit out at frank's you know something that was mean something that i could fight uh you know transition into you know being 18 19 20 I had some lease pastures with a couple cows and I always had a couple fighting bulls out there. And uh, I would always fly home a couple days before Salinas or, uh, you know, if I had another match coming up, like I would always come home for a couple days and I'd gather up that stock and, and go to, you know, most of the time I'd just be going to my grandpa's place and, and fighting them there in the pin, you know, a big old rope and pin. But, you know, I've always kind of had a little bit of that in me and then fast forward to now, you know, having the bull school and the facility, the ranch, uh, you know, it's in my blood and it's something that I really love and and the chemistry of it is what I really like. You know, I really like doing my homework and seeing what bloodlines of fighting bulls that I really like that I think will work and putting with these certain cows and making my own mixture and then uh, good Lord has blessed me in a lot of ways and. Uh, you know, we we're doing 40 weeks there at Fort Worth every Sunday, hauling stock down there and, uh, getting to be around the young guys, getting to be around the kids that are coming up that are, are getting their first competition jitters, you know, like that's something that I really love and be able to give back to them kids there, you know, and then also we've got, you know, there's 50 head of competition bulls standing here that, that we send out to standalone bullfights. Uh, throughout the, the year too you know so there's there's a lot a lot of stock around and then with a the full schedule you know I've got a really great team and my wife Ashley she's she's crazy she uh she buys me 100% with anything that I want to do and, and that we want to go be a part of and uh you know I, some days I question if she might be sane or not but it's something we both really enjoy she really likes to stock contracting too and uh man, it just God's blessed us, and, it, and it's really just been a really neat entire story, you know, from yeah from start to finish. And like I said, I still feel young. I still am young, and I feel like I still got a lot of gas left in the tank, you know. So I'm excited to see where where things can go.
1: Well, I know in this you mentioned the story, you know how great of a story it's been up to this point, and what a lot of people don't see, which I I give my wife a ton of credit for is hearing the side of story of like your wife Ashley or a companion of a rodeo competitor with her podcast companion pass because even me as a former competitor I knew what she went through but I didn't know what the hell everybody else's wife went through or those stories I mean but like you said Ashley uh was on Lindsay's uh, uh podcast companion pass and to hear her side of things is was very incredible and you know when you mesh those two, your story and her story together, so people could actually see inside the life of Cody Webster and Ashley Webster is, it's absolutely amazing. And I, I think he, I mean, to tell that story is, it would be tough. The whole story.
0: Well, it'd be, I, there's no way you could put it all in. You know, there's just so much that goes into it, but you know, it, it just, I don't know. There's no way I could do it on my own, but at the same time, uh, you know, this is what I was destined to do. This is what i you know, from the time I was a little bitty baby, I was, I was painting my face and, and trying to wear long baggies. And I, there was just, I never had that day where it was like, man, I think I want to try that or man, that looks fun. Like, like I, from the time I was, I could start chasing sheep. I had my face, man. I was, and you know, I was a sheep fighter, a wool fighter, Right. Uh, you know, and then, I just – I wanted to get in front of calves, you know, so, like, if I could find somebody bucking some calves, then, man, I'd be right off in the middle of it, you know, and, and it it just progressed from there. But there was no doubt in my mind what I was going to do with my life, the career I was going to have. Uh, you know, things came really fast. You know, I, I turned 18. I got my my PRCA permit. I got my PBR permit. And, I mean, just overnight things lit up. You know, twenty one right. you know, got my permit at eight at eighteen, had my card at nineteen, and at twenty one years old I was making my first trip to Las Vegas for the NFR. You know, it it right. come really, he- really fast. And at that
1: young age you, you said you were wearing baggies, painting your face. Who were who were some of the guys you looked up to and kind of wanted to be like
0: well like really early on you know the we had all these local rodeos that were right here around home and wendell ratchford a wild horse rodeo he he put on all these rodeos and uh stacy latin was a very big mentor and and you know i i could go get in the arena while they're doing sheep you know And, and man he treated me just like i was another bullfighter you know I'd, right. have my, I'd go back there, and he'd let me borrow his paint, or he'd help me paint up, you know. Uh, and then as this thing started rolling, you know, I would find videotapes and had Frank Newsom on it. And then I remember being yeah. in the library in grade school, and there was like a rodeo series of books. And there was a, there was a full book of bull riding and bullfighting, and it had Frank in there, you know. Well, I checked that book out. I never returned it, you know. It, <laughs> I just... And I hate to hate to admit that now, but I I, I never returned it, you know, because uh, I would just sit there and study those pictures and read all of that, uh, right? So I had that going on, and and knew Stacy and them guys, and, and I was getting to go down to Wendell's to the practice pen. and then, uh, you know, being ten, eleven years old, uh, Frank Newsom, you know, he he'd had a pretty stellar career, you know, he'd right. made the NFR, he'd made the PBR finals, and then got took the wrong path, you know, and ended up having to completely give up fighting bulls for a couple of years. And then, uh, you know, I, like I said, I think I was 10 or 11 years old and went to this open bull riding right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And I had my video camera, you know, I, every time that I would go to a live event, I'd go to Rex Dunn's bull fights or I would go to these rodeos. I I finally hit a point where I was taking my own video camera because I could video it, and then I knew how to put it on a VHS tape, and then I could sit there and just watch bullfighting, you know, all day. Right. And uh, I remember looking through that camera and looking around, and I looked in the alley while they were doing introductions. I went, "Holy shit, that's Frank Newsom!" <laughs> and I mean, I, I was, I was just, I, I couldn't believe, it. starstruck. You know, this is the same guy that was in that book. You know, right. holy cow, dude! And and they introduce him, and. You know, that was when he was making his comeback. And to be front roll and being a kid with a video camera, uh, I filmed all I could until my battery ran out. But it, you know, I, it just, it was unreal. And then I got to meet him that night. And, uh, you know, I mean, my day was made. Like that's, I already, I already knew what I was going to do. But when that happened, it, it, it times it by 100, you know. Right. And that's where I was going. That's what I was gonna do, and then my mom, we're headed home, and I was like, I "Have to meet Frank Newsom, you know." And she's like, "Oh well, honey, I I watched her, I watched his wife when she was a kid all the time, you know." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, you like, didn't. What? No, you didn't." She's like, "Yeah, I know, I know, Dia. i I'm, yeah." So long, story short. A couple of days ago, by I said, "Hey, I, I need to go to Frank's." where's he live she said oh they're living in paola i said well i need to get over there and so mom called dia and kind of set the deal up and the next day i knocked on the front door with a bullfighting dummy and he took me out in the front yard and tried killing me with it it had some jagged metal metal on it you know where i'd made it at my grandpa's welding shop and there was blood rolling cut my leg really bad and blood's everywhere and he's like man you sure you want to do this and i said let's go and the rest is history you know uh I got to enter some deals with him as he was making his comeback and then he got selected back for the PBR finals and then he was back on tour and so then it transitioned to me being 14 15 16 years old him being on the beaches in Florida and I'm home in his feed truck taking care of 75 head of cows and you know ice storms you know and but man i just i couldn't wait for him to get home because i I knew if i could just pick his brain and just get him to talk about bullfighting just just for five seconds my day was made because i could learn something you know and uh to get to travel the country and go to you know 10 pbr finals with him or nine nine or ten finals together and uh you know, the locker room time, the traveling, the, the road time, and, and also the the pain, you know, the things that yeah. we got to deal with, you know, has really, really changed who I am and, and how I go about things. And, uh, man, it's just been a really neat deal.
1: Well, and not – there's very few
0: people that could ever say they got to
1: uh, – well, for me it was compete, but get to travel with and work with their hero – yeah. And be mentored by their hero, and you got to experience all of that. I mean, with Frank Newsom, and uh, uh, getting to me, getting to watch Frank and then know him as a person. I think that's that's a pretty cool story in itself. We can talk about building stories around this. Yeah,
0: it's neat. And I, I owe everything to them guys. You know, Stacy gave me my very first deal of makeup. You know, when I when I got my first run of PRCA shows. You know, I, I called him and I said, man, have you, you got some face paint left? Like, I, I ain't got any ordered and I'm headed out. And he's like, yeah, come down. All right,
1: just, just I'm going to stop you for saying, when you say face paint, that sounds way more manly than calling it makeup, just from now on.
0: Yeah, it's grease paint. It's bullfighting paint, you know. And uh, <laughs> There you go. So I went down and Stacy, you know, got his old bag out and gave me that, that clown white, uh, you know, and I, it's still the, to be able to come back home and still go be around them people that, you know, and, and there's so many, you know, there's. Stacy, there's Frank, there's Alan McCloy, there's Wendell <laughs> Ratchford, there's you know Rusty Morgan with Rockin' on a Rodeo. That you know, I was I was like 15 years old and I'm trying to get get him to hire me for these rodeos and he's like, I ain't hiring you, you're a damn kid. And then they had money the hard way that night. And like I mean, I I got plumbed sideways. I like mean, him got in a big throwdown argument because I wanted to get money the hard way. Like they're going to give away 250 or 500 bucks to get this money off this bull's head. Well, I would do it for free. (laughs) Me and him getting this big old knockdown drag out fight because, you know, I'm a kid and all this. And then coming to find out the very next summer, he hired me for his whole run of rodeos. I said, man, remember remember last year, giving me all that grief because you wouldn't let me in that damn money the hard way. And now you're hiring me. And he said, yeah, you're pretty special kid. And, uh, (laughs) So, uh, you know, all those, all those guys that give me my very first jobs, you know, is is the ones that need to get the credit because, you know, I was talented and and really had a lot of natural ability and had a lot of really cool stuff going on growing up. But at the same time, without them guys giving me an opportunity, there's no telling where I'd really be, you know, so uh, I want to give a lot of credit to them guys. And, uh, you know, even till this day, you know, the rodeo committees and the people that hire me and let me live this life is still who needs some credit, you know, and uh, man, it's just a, it's a whirlwind. It's just been a really neat, really cool deal. But at the same time, there's, it's 110 every day, 365 yeah. days a year. And, uh, you know, and that that's kind of the cool thing about our sport is you made the top, you you were selected for the finals or you was the world champion of the steer wrestling that year you get about two weeks to kind of let that sink in and then <laughs> January hits and it, it's time to get back to work because guess what? It don't matter. That was last you're year. You're right at the bottom
1: you're again. You're right yeah, at the exactly. bottom
0: again and you're back out there earning it. And it's the same way in our deal, you know, like if we can have really good years and, and make the finals and be selected for it. But these guys are paying attention. You go to climbing a fence, you go to, stepping out of the way and letting guys get run over and get hurt word travels man and it don't matter how good you are if if you ain't giving everything you got and putting your very best best foot forward every time you step in the arena those guys are going to notice and they're going to quit selecting me you know yeah so it's something that i really take serious i I live it every day it's something that i've uh it, it it's just what i do you know and when life changes and I do decide to hang it up and quit, then I think life will change a little bit. But for right now, this is what I do. This is who I am. And, and, uh, God willing, I'm going to put my first foot forward and, and keep going after them, you know?
1: Well, well, what I, I love about you and, and I try to always hang around people like that is no matter how much success you've had, you're, you, you're never somebody that you think you're better than anybody else because you're always the same person, whether you've won 1, 4, 10. It doesn't matter. You're the same person you were before you had any of those. And I think rodeo in general is kind of that concept of, of champions because we know what it takes day in, day out to get there. And like you said, after you win that championship, two weeks is all you get, and then you're right back at the bottom. So it's a very humbling sport where you don't get the – you know you don't
0: you you don't get to bask in it for very long no you don't but at the same time i think that's what makes it so neat you know and the last handful of years you know somebody that i really looked up to was casey fields you know he's he's just he's a damn warrior uh yeah regardless of how much endorsement money he gets or how many gold buckles he's had or it when when he puts that glove on and he 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 cracks that bind the damn warrior comes out in him and that that <laughs> itself is who i want to surround myself with because that's good it's going to come to you at some point you know and and uh yeah and i just i really thrived off him casey you know casey tilden you know you same way at the nfr you know like you might get run over a time or two and you're sore and you might have tore something up walk down there in that bareback riders locker room while they were getting ready to get taped up and the, the music's pumping and, and these guys are getting ready to go get on the eliminator pin. That's when you really see warriors. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's something that I want to be able to try to leave on myself is, uh, you know, people look back and, and Cody Webster, you know, I want them to know that I was a, a player of the game and I, and I was a warrior at it. You know, it was something that I really enjoyed and, and, uh, man, it just – for anybody listening, you know, like you've got you've got to surround yourself with a good team because at some yeah. point, whether you're – I don't care if you're roping calves, turning steers, steer wrestling, bullfighting, bull riding, uh, landscaping, mowing lawns, at some point you're going to have to have a good team because you're going to get punched in the mouth, you're going to get knocked down, and you're going to have to really decide – who and where and what you want to be in this game. And uh, yeah. not saying you can't do it on your own, but I am going to say that you need a good team. And That's a hell of a I, lot easier when you have that good team. and surrounded you, You've by got Leonard. somebody backing it. You've got somebody looking forward to you. You've, you've got somebody that, that can bring out that inner animal of you. And, uh, man, I, I've, I've had a blessed career being around them kind of guys, you know. And I think that's what's rubbed off more than anything is the fact that, that I've learned how to – not only see a warrior compete but also let that be who i want to be you know and i think that's kind of of ultimately changed a lot of things for me well there's no doubt
1: that that warrior comes out in fact my youngest Lindsay and our my youngest bear um is kind of a little bit like that because he actually dressed up like you for halloween oh yeah i'm questioning his uh yeah actually i think sent him a jersey i believe or sent him something i can't remember what she sent him but yeah, so Bear was Cody Webster for, for Halloween. And every time you'd come on, we were watching PBRs, he's like, I know him. I was him for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, just just to know that you inspired a kid that's probably gonna be way too big to be a bullfighter. Well, you um, never know, man.
0: The old, back in the old days they had Ron Craver, the cowboy saver, and <laughs> he was he was probably your size or even bigger, but uh really, really talented and really fought bulls really good. But uh man, I if he can pick up some golf clubs or <laughs> you know, something like that, I'd, I'd sure, highly recommend it, highly recommend it. But if In not, man, I, I wouldn't change anything. This has been a great life. It's given me literally me and Ashley, everything that we have, you know, we've got a beautiful place and lots of animals and, uh, you know, it's just absolutely has given me everything that I have, you know, so I, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't change dropping out of high school football. I wouldn't change the – the hard times, abuse, the pain, I, I wouldn't change nothing, man, because it literally is the the dream that I've got to live, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, Cody, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Finally. It took us a few minutes, and I and I and I I want you to thank Ashley for me because I know she was helping guiding guiding this in there. She
0: she did all the setting up and and making me (laughs) get in here and do this, but man, uh, it is just I appreciate you having us on, and I hope that this is something that somebody can hear. And you know, if whatever it is, man, find whatever it is that spurs you on to go be better and freaking get after it because, uh, one day gone is another day that you're not going to get back to change. So how are you going to remember it. it? And how are you going to go at it? And you never know when it's going to be the last. And you never know. You never know. That's it. Well, man, be safe.
1: I appreciate it. And we'll see you around. You bet, Luke. Be careful. Thanks, you too. Thanks, Cody. Rodeo trivia question. In the rough stock events with horses, what is the purpose of the flank strap? The flank strap in the rough stock is encouragement for the horses to buck a little bit more vigorously. It is not intended, nor does it, cause harm to the livestock. Hey, you want to see more in-depth details on the Luke Branquino Show? Make sure you like and subscribe.